Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about storytelling, how you can craft your story. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Francisco Mafus. How are you? I'm all right, sir. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. Can you tell me how to pronounce your name? You know, because I tried on Google. Translator. You got it. You got it. Mafus. You got it. Mafus. Wow. <laughs> it's the first time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to take this topic. So do you know that horrible dream um, when you're you're standing in front of the classroom and uh, and everybody's waiting for you to speak and you're you're terrified? So so that when I was twelve, that happened to me. My my seventh grade teacher asked me to, you know, come up come come up here and tell a story to the whole class, and and, and I I was scared to death because I, I wasn't a popular kid or anything. I, I used to study at this. Uh, fancy private school and all the kids had more money than me um and that made me different and when you're a kid being different is not at all a good thing so so i thought they would tear me to pieces but but as i was walking up to the front of the class i i realized that i was also a little bit excited because i thought you know what if they like my story um and that's exactly what happened so i got up there i told the story they laughed and they cheered and they asked for more and at that moment I, I felt like the most popular kid in that school. And and that I think was the very first time that I realized how how powerful stories can be. So so much much later in life when I was doing something completely different and I decided that I I wasn't overly excited about about waking up and going to work in the morning. Um, that's when I, when it came back to me that I used to love stories. I used to love telling stories. As you can see behind me, I still love reading stories. Um, and, and that's why I decided to, to spend my time doing something that actually inspired me. And that was either telling stories or helping other people tell better stories. Great. Yeah. Love it. You know, <laughs> you took this skills from your school. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's talk, um, about uh, how to craft your story for example um uh, if some websites have landing pages where they want to sell their products and many marketing guys proclaim that you need to craft your story don't sell your products craft your story how to do it for example uh i don't know if i need to submit some text information uh, to craft my story but it's landing page uh, i have no a lot of uh, text there you know just uh, features uh, benefits or something like this uh, but uh, and but i need to do it <laughs> can you share your insights about that yeah i i tend to think of you know what a lot of people call uh, call that is it is your origin story and that is one of the one of the ways you can fill a linkedin page which is what i've done you know so my my origin story or at least part of that is the one i just shared about you know in being in school and finding out about the power of stories but i tend to help tell clients that they they're looking for three things they're looking for either a, a big challenge in their lives or uh, a moment of change or what I call a kung fu moment, and this is—you um, can take this from two movies. This is either that moment in the Matrix where where Neo is getting all the all the martial arts uploaded to his brain, and he says, "I know kung fu," and then yeah. Morpheus says, 
show me. Um, so so that's that's one moment where sort of you realize your power. It can it also works for Kung Fu Panda, you know, where he's trying to understand this magical. Um, I forgot about this thing. The, the scroll, the magical scroll that gives him all the powers, and then he later finds out that there is no magical scroll. It's just all in his head. And, and, and so the Kung Fu moment is this moment where you realize you have this power. So let, let's say your, your industry is, you know, you help people have better SEO, right? Now, then you know, when, when, did you, when did you learn how to do that? Or when did you start caring about that? Those are the two easiest places to look. And this might be because you had might be a challenge and you had a business and you weren't getting anywhere with your business because nobody could find you. And that's when you started realizing that SEO was a very important thing. Maybe it was, it was a change in your life. Maybe you had a completely different career and then you, you got into this career and that was very difficult for all sorts of reasons, but maybe you found out that you were very good at it. Or, or it might just be something more accidental where you tried a few things without thinking too much about it and then all of a sudden your website or the website of one of your clients started being found all the time so any of those things could make for a decent story and then you just tell that very briefly on your linkedin about section and then you transition later to how because of that experience now this is what you dedicate your time to. This is what you help people with. So it's just more interesting than doing what a lot of people do, which is say, I help clients with blah, 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 which is telling and not showing. So just, just show us when you realize it was important or when you learned how to do it and 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 then do the rest. Yeah, brilliant. Interesting. Okay, uh, let's talk about... Um... Uh, sharing your story in a small piece of text. For example, uh, Apple uh, can provide a good job with that on their website. Uh, you can find a lot of text just uh, sharing some insights. Even uh, Tim Cook, when uh, he presented it new Apple Watch, uh, he didn't uh, share benefits about uh, why they are good. You know, <laughs> I have, by the way, one of them. And um, uh, he uh, shared three stories about uh, three people uh, how uh, they can handle their lives with Apple Watch. One of them uh, uh, was sportsman uh, and uh, he usually uh, swims uh, on the pool and can measure uh, all the results with Apple Watch. The second, um, just a common person and he knew about uh, some uh, disease uh, and uh, can go to the doctor in time and save his life you know yeah <laughs> impressive uh, can you uh, tell how to uh, craft your story uh, when you can't write a lot for example if i um, uh, write my new article about uh, seo how you can get results with seo to create uh, the right strategy but um, i can have uh, space, you know, I can write a long article to share my story with that. Uh, but how we can do it with e-commerce pages? <laughs> when you try to sell products, you can't uh, submit a lot of text. If you check out the top 10 results or any uh, paid marketing, you can't find a lot of text because um, most customers have no time uh, to read them. Uh, of course, um, it depends on the user's intent. Uh, when uh, people want to uh, get more insights, more details, you can do it. But uh, when they want to just buy, uh, how to craft your story at that point? 
Yeah, so what what Tim Cook did and and what a lot of people do is is less that they're crafting the story and more that they're finding the story. Now, in that particular case, he was not talking about real people. He was talking about imaginary people, but still works that same way. And the, the way most people should focus on storytelling is, is just finding stories that happen and sharing those without worrying so much about crafting them. Because at the end of the day, a story... The way I define it is just a real-life example that makes a point. Um, and whatever you're going to talk about, can you find, you know, did it ever happen to a real person or to a company? And if it has, then that's your story. You, you just need to tell that. You don't need to craft it much. But your other question was about <clears throat> how do you share that when you don't have that much space? Yes. Now, I'm going to argue that more often than not, you have more space or time than you think you do because if companies are using social media i mean you can tell a story on on the page in a few in two three paragraphs you can do it on a very short video I mean, you can do a 30 second story or even shorter than that but if you absolutely don't think you have 30 seconds then what what a lot of companies do is is this approach that got made popular by by story brand which is you're not actually telling a story as such, but you're using story elements. So there is a very clear obstacle. There's a very clear character. There's a very clear solution, but it's not told in the form of a story. So maybe the first line on the website is going to talk about you know, the customer and what they're trying to do. And then it's going to talk about a problem. And then it's going to present... A solution, which is usually going to be the company. And you're going to do that in like four or five lines. So mm -hmm. you're not telling a story as such, but you're still using the elements of a story. Um, so anyone that looks at it says, okay, so who is the character? Well, the character is me. I'm the customer. I'm the person who, who has a great service, but no one can find my website. Okay. And what is the problem? Well, the problem is that nobody's finding me. Um, and, you know, have I tried different things? And yeah, you tried this and you tried that and none of that worked. Okay. So what do I do? And then you're going to have the guide is going to be, you know, your company. And then the, 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 the outcome or the result or the promised land or however, when you think about that, it's going to be, you know, the super happy customer that can now do a lot of business. But you can do all of that in about five lines. Uh, so mm -hmm. you're just stripping away the actual story and you're just using the elements. I don't think that's that's always as efficient as actually or, or powerful as telling a story, but it's one way to do it with with very little in the way of, of space or attention. Copywriters tend to be good copywriters will do that on, on a website for sure. Yeah, and uh, it takes time with testing, you know, <laughs> some different formats. Okay, uh, you mentioned about uh, uh, brands, uh, stories there. For example, uh, if you open any website, you can, uh, uh, most customers check out pages about us or about company. And um, uh, it's interesting then uh, when I get uh, uh, some clients, they ask me, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I have traffic, but have no sales. And uh, I, I check out these pages uh, and uh, I see some generic stuff. <laughs> For example, uh, yeah, we are a company. We can provide some service or products or uh, anything else. And uh, nothing special, you know, it's boring, you know, when you read these pages. Uh, that's why uh, I pay a lot of attention to craft a story on uh, 
pages about us. Can you share your insights how to do it the correct way? I mean, like to have some structure or where to start. For example, uh, if I start, I was born in Ukraine. Uh, I got this education. It uh, it's possible users don't need it or sometimes they need it you know if you uh, have a logic chain uh, to explain uh, the whole story do you have some structure like intro the main part uh, and conclusion for stories yeah so the, the the structure of a story should be fairly straightforward you know a lot of people talk about a three-part structure so you know the setup um, the the problem and the solution. Um, some people talk about a four-part structure like me. So I, I usually explain to clients that the structure of any story is before. So before things were one way, but then something happened. And so we've done something about it. And after that, things were different. Okay. Now, in, in an about page, you can have your the chronology of your life of your company but no one cares about that like no one cares where you were born and where you studied all of those things all of, they can be important to give you credibility but no one is going to be i don't think anyone's going to be convinced to buy your product because you're going to give them what happened in your life in the last 20 years whereas if let's say you're in your about section you you start with something like um, it was 2015 and my business was about to go bankrupt. You know, I, my product was amazing. Every client I had gave it the full, you know, top rate, top, top marks, but I didn't have many clients because no one was finding my website. And I tried this and I tried that and none of those things were working. And then I finally thought, what if I did this other thing? And I did that and I started getting some clients through. And then I tried a bit more and then I did this other thing. And then within six months, I had turned my business around. And now this is what I do for my clients. Okay? Now, then if you want, you can have some information about your background and your education. But no one cares about that stuff. All we care about is, can you solve my problem? And have you been solving it for other people? That's pretty much it. So if companies started their their about section um, with when did they start solving that problem um, then then that's a lot more interesting straight away and and if you don't want to go back to the origin of the company you can just describe the story of one of your clients I'm assuming they are happy for you to do that you just tell the story of that one client and then say you know Apple is just one of the many companies that we have helped over the years here's a list of another 50 right mm -hmm. um and that's fine you just tell the story of the of, of whoever you helped if it could be you or it could be someone else and then go from there yeah and you know uh i think it depends on the audience as well for example uh gary v uh shares all the time one story uh that uh his parents uh, came from uh the ex-soviet union <laughs> he he all the he mentioned this story uh, many times uh, and but uh, i think the audience uh, wanna get inspiration 
that uh, you can uh, it doesn't matter where you are you can get results you can achieve anything that you want yeah if you have this audience you can do it as well and uh, uh, i saw uh, some other examples for example um, uh, if uh, people want to lose weight yes uh, they are interested to learn stories about people who uh, do it uh, they proclaim i was fat uh, i have a lot of overweight obesity uh, but uh, i changed my lifestyle uh, i don't know to eat some uh, healthy food, you know, <laughs> to uh, to train a, a lot more. And yeah, they share uh, their stories and people might interest it. I think, yeah, I, I like your insights that you need to learn your audience first. Can you share uh, how to learn, uh, how to know what they want to get uh, in order to create your story? What you're looking for is, is something that's relatable. So I think that when Gary Vee shares that story, it's not about coming from the Soviet Union or the ex-Soviet Union. It's about being being an immigrant or perhaps starting out in life with with without all the advantages that some people have. Um, and th that's what really the story is about is my life wasn't always this good. I have struggles. I had difficulties I had to overcome. That's what the story is really about. The 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 flavor of the story, which is being an immigrant from the ex-Soviet Union, that's his own thing. But I'm an immigrant. I have come from Brazil. Now, when I hear him tell his story, I can relate to that to a certain extent. So what you're always looking for is what about my story or the stories of my clients is going to be relatable to the people that I'm trying to serve, the people that I'm trying to work with. So if, if most of your clients today are entrepreneurs, are people starting their own businesses, then share stories about when you were starting your own business or when your clients were starting your own business. It doesn't even need to be that specific. It could just be that you you felt you could do something really good and, and help, for, help other people and be successful, but you were coming up against this obstacle. And in your case, the obstacle might be SEO. In my case, the obstacle will be, will be the quality of their communication and how exciting is it the way they communicate to other people. Um, so I'm trying to solve one problem, you're trying to solve another, but we both can have stories where our businesses got stuck and couldn't go forward because of something. Um, and it doesn't need to be the same thing every time, but anyone who is a bit stuck in business now should be able to relate to a story like that. Yeah, great, great. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, crafting your story uh, when you don't know uh, your customers. Uh, I mean, like, or you have broad customers. Uh, I know that many guides proclaim that you need to create a buying persona. Uh, it's true for paid marketing. Uh, you should do it uh, because uh, today you can't compete with many other big brands uh, to pay for these clicks uh, if you have no your buying persona. Uh, that means you need to find it. <laughs> How to learn customers for example uh, uh i have customers from uh, women men uh different ages but uh, i don't know my buying persona i want to find it uh, to craft my story uh, um, yeah something like this can you share your insights about that yeah so i think there's a couple of different things in there one of them is that your story uh as in you know what i would normally call your origin story that's not necessarily to 
to show that you work with an ideal specific client that can be one of the things your story does but that's not usually what that story does what that story does is show why you care about it and why you have in you know either you spent a long time learning how to do this or you have some type of superpower to help people do it um so you know if we i, I tend to go back to superhero stories the like spider-man the the, the Spider-Man's origin story is, you know, it is in part being beaten by a radioactive spider. But the real part, the real interesting part of his story is how as soon as he got his powers, he was um, taking part in an illegal wrestling match. And then as he was in the alleyway counting his money, um, someone came running past him. Someone else shouted, uh, it's a thief, stop him. And he just didn't do anything. It's like, it's not my problem. I'm not finding crime what, what do i have to do with this and later on that same day he got home found out that his uh, beloved uncle ben had been killed and the the killer was that thief the, the guy who didn't stop and that's when he became super passionate about you know fighting crime and and making sure nobody else had uh, suf suffered the way he suffered when he lost a loved person so so that's his story is about why does what's his purpose what's his why well you know what's the reason that he's inspired to do this every day and and that can be you don't need to know who your ideal clients are to have a story about why you're passionate about seo or about why i'm passionate about storytelling so your story is more about that often than about anything else it also should show why you are either very good at it or at least very passionate about it so if your story includes the fact that since you were a kid you had a way with stories that's useful if it maybe shows that you spent hours and not hours spent you know years and years and years studying how to do seo that's also useful none of those things have anything to do with your ideal clients the one thing your story needs to have is is talks about your purpose talks about your passion and talks about your power you know why why are you capable of doing this thing if you touch on two or three of those points in your story that works as your story now when it comes to your clients i'm working on the basis that you probably have helped someone at some point in time and then you just need to share those stories. And maybe those stories are not going to be about one particular type of client every time. And I think that's probably fine. If you have five different types of clients that you help often, share those five different stories. I think branding people are probably going to argue that um, you don't want to focus on too many different types of customers because then if you, if you, if you are for everyone, then you're for no one. But as far as your stories go, if you've got stories of five different clients or 10 different clients, you could tell all of those stories and your, your, your potential clients can look at those stories and go, ah, oh, that, that just, that sounds just like me. So hmm. you can do that as well without having identified your ideal client. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I agree. A, a ideal client doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about um, emotions. Uh, for example, uh, I know that um, from some studies that 75% of all decisions are emotions and 25% are logic. How to provoke these emotions in your stories? 
I'm not sure about the statistics, but I think it's safe to say that most of our decisions are taken emotionally. So I, I believe that in the vast majority of cases, emotion decides and reason justifies. And the, the way you do that with stories is by, is by talking about one person at a time, um, because our, our human brains have evolved to care about individuals, not about hundreds or thousands of faceless people. So make your stories about one person at a time and about one moment in time. Because, you know, I can tell you about the time that my, my wife um, left a job and the, the employers took advantage of her. It cost her a lot of money. Um, and that, that, that can be very powerful if I tell you about the one time that happens. If I say, oh, my wife always gets screwed over when she leaves a job and this has happened over the years, that doesn't work so well. Like I need to tell you about one time that that happened. So you pick a story, find one individual that we can relate to, that might be you, that might be a client, um, pick one moment to talk about. So not something that happened 10 times, pick something that happened one time. So the, the example I often give is, if you want to tell me how crazy your childhood was, don't tell me how it was for 10 years. Pick a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas lunch and describe that moment. You know, what was your crazy Uncle Igor doing in that Christmas lunch? What did your mom do? What did your father do? And then, then I'll get a better feeling for what the rest of your childhood was. If you just say, oh, my childhood was crazy, I don't get that. And I'm not going to be moved emotionally by that. Um, and then you just have to have relatable characters and then be, make it very, very clear how they're feeling. Sometimes you're going to tell us exactly how they're feeling. You know, they're frustrated, they're scared, they're, they're, they're angry. Or you're just going to show that. And you can say, as soon as my uncle said that, my father started getting really, started getting really red. And I could see he was, you know, holding his fists very tightly and his knuckles got all white and I could I could see he was about to hit somebody. Like, you don't need to say he was angry. Like, we're going to get it from the description. But once you have those emotions in there, we are going to relate to both the emotions and the situations you're describing. And that's how you make emotional connections with people through, through stories. Yeah, great. Okay, uh, I have the question. Uh, that I, uh, my audience often asks me uh, about reading books. <laughs> uh, I see you have a lot of books on your background and uh, people complain. They have no time to read books. Can you share how to find this time? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I get this all the time. I, I, I horrify my friends often when I say to them that, um, that I, I read around 80 books a year. Um, and I think there's something, there's some tricks uh, one of them is, as you said, you know, you you re you have a Kindle, I have a Kindle, uh, and I have the Kindle app on my phone. So whenever I have any moment, instead of checking my my social media, I I try to read. So if I have to wait in in line to do anything at a supermarket, if I'm waiting for the bus, it, wh whatever it might be, I can give, you know steal five minutes here, ten minutes there, and you know those add up, and I probably read for an extra hour a day just because I'm doing that. Um, I don't watch 
much TV. I, if I'm, I'm, I might watch one episode of one show some nights, but not every night. Um, and then I'm reading some of the other times, or I might go to bed and spend 15, 20 minutes reading. Um, and that's about it. And then I read a ton whenever I'm, I'm on holiday or I'm, you know, flying somewhere, you know, back in the days where we could fly somewhere. So, you know, you, you add those things up, you can probably find an hour and a half or so a day that you can read. And um, if, you, if you're reading that much, you're going to go through a book every couple of weeks. Um, you just have to create the habit. And once you, once you created that habit, then the rest becomes easy. That's pretty much it. A lot of people I know also like audiobooks. I'm not a big fan, but if you like audiobooks, then you can listen to books when you're doing all these other brainless things like doing the dishes or doing stuff at the house or some boring spreadsheets that don't require much brain power. Yeah, I'm a big lover of audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, it saves a lot of time when you're driving, training, walking with dogs uh, or anything else if you do. Uh, different uh, types you can steal this uh, time you know <laughs> from this activity yeah and uh, i agree about uh, overwatching tv uh, i know that people uh, watch uh, five six hours a day you know <laughs> if they have time to watch tv <laughs> they can find this time to read books as well okay okay let's get back uh, to the storytelling can you provide um format how to craft your story for example you can uh, write text uh, or uh, record audio podcast that we do uh, or uh, video format uh, what is the main difference when you craft story with different formats for example uh, i remember mm. when uh, C- simon sonic uh, uh, made a speech uh, on his tedx and he uh, became famous after the speech he uh, shared eight stories about uh, different uh situations and yeah uh, people lo- uh, love the stories uh that was video format uh and uh, he uh continues to do it on his youtube channel you know to uh, share different stories uh can you share about uh choosing formats for example if i don't know uh, i wanna share my stories but i don't know how to do it where to start uh, which format to choose yeah so the formats are different um for sure I find that I find that, for example, when I write a story on social media, there's there's one thing that I can do that I wouldn't do when I'm on video. So what I do when I write is I often find the most uh, the strangest line of dialogue in the story, and I put it all the way up to begin. So you know, most social media, at least LinkedIn, which is the social media I use more, you can just have that one line up there and then a whole bunch of blank space so people have to click see more. And what I often do is I pick one line that sounds really strange out of context and I put it up there. So I can start a story, for example, with... Um, I, I did one which was uh, she... Um, she started speeding down the. Uh, she started skiing down the mountain, and I just knew um, she's cheating on me. So, mm-hmm. I you kind of like what's going on here, right? How how come you how come you know she's cheating on you because of the way she's skiing down the mountain? That doesn't make much sense. So you probably want to read the rest of the story to find out. I had I, I started one which was I think the line was um, I killed my mom. 
No, I, I haven't. This was someone else that was saying that. Mm -hmm. But again, you don't know what's going on and you probably want to find out. So you just pick a line that sounds a bit odd out of context. You move it to the beginning of the story and then you just tell the story. And then you just say, you know, just give us some idea of where you are. Um, and then if you can do it in dialogue with, you know, people talking to each other or the thoughts in your head, then it's a lot easier because you can cover a lot more ground than if you're trying to explain. Um, when in video, uh, to me, the advantage of video is that I can do, I can use facial expressions a little more and I can speak a lot faster so I can cover more content on, on video than I would in writing. So I would almost always do a story in, on video that is one minute and a half, two minutes long, uh, whereas I wouldn't write that long. Like I wouldn't write something that takes you like five, you know, three minutes to read. That's just too much text. So, and and when I tell when I tell on video, I just tell it. You know, I would say, you know, I I was fifteen and I was living in London, and you know, so you just give people an idea of time and time and place, so they can visualize something, and then you just get into the story. Um, more often than not, there's less crafting than people think there is. You just need to know what is your story about. Like, what's the point of that story? Okay, if you know the point of the story what is the what is the problem that happens in the story what is the unexpected thing that happens in the story which every decent story is going to have then just tell me as little as you possibly can before the problem and as little as you possibly can after the problem so you can get to the point and then if you do that you find that your stories will be a lot shorter than most people's stories are and if they're not just cut more stuff out when I, when I put it in writing, I usually write them and they're almost twice the size that they end up. And I go, this line does not, I don't need this line. I don't need this line. This line can be, I can say this simpler. Um, and then you just cut, 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 cut. And you end up with a story that's almost all dialogue. And that's usually the best way. Yeah, I think uh, even great authors, they cut 50% of the aircraft <laughs> you know, when they write some text. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about um, uh, storytelling style. Um, for example, um, I think that uh, if someone want to create uh, his story, uh, can, uh, is it possible to uh, submit the story to uh, different formats? For example, page about us, yeah. It's simple because you can share your story, how you get it, how you, what you achieved, uh, what uh, type of experience you have. But uh, when you have different uh, uh, products, category pages, or uh, I don't know, landing pages, uh, or something similar, uh, that means you can craft a story everywhere. Or I'm wrong. Uh, that means you can do it in any format. Yeah, I mean. I think there's a limit to how, on a website, there's a limit to how many stories you want to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have, you definitely should have a story on the sort of in the about us section. Uh, you can have a story, uh, a written story in, in, instead of sort of testimonials, not instead of, but when you're going to get to the, to the testimonials part, it can be more of a story than someone just telling you how great they are. But you, you know, don't want to write 10 different stories on a website. Okay, I think that would be a bit odd. Um, I think in a website you're gonna you're gonna have maybe a story on the about section. You might have some testimonial stories. That's probably it. Now your content can be more story based. So any videos you put out, any stuff you put out on social media, that should be story based. But on the website, some stuff is just gonna be normal copy. 
you know but but it's useful to keep in mind the elements of the story so who is your who is your hero who is your who's the obstacle that they're trying to overcome and if you keep in mind those things and whatever you write on the landing pages and on the product pages it's still you still have that in mind you're still talking to the same people you're going to get some of the benefits of a story without needing to fill your website with stories because that will get kind of boring and 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 overdone very quickly i think yeah got it okay yeah uh, that means you don't need to be much about storytelling stuff to submit everywhere okay uh what about um uh, uh what about uh, some pages uh i oh, know i forget my question <laughs> before that <laughs> yeah I, I had some question uh, according to your uh speech but <laughs> i forget it completely so so i think let, let me let me let me try and 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 not necessarily answer the question you haven't asked but the question that a lot of people have is is to do with how much how much you should how much should you be using story or or where should you be using story yeah. and the way i think of it is your your story is the basis for your brand right so so who are you helping what is the problem that you're helping them overcome where are you taking them so once you know that you can just go back to the story to check that the copy on your website is still talking about those things. Your website is not going to have five, six, ten different stories necessarily. You have a story on the about section or have a story on the testimonials. And then I think your content can be more story-based because you can always find a person that is benefiting from the work that's being done, a person that is doing the work. So a lot of interesting social media content is that. It's not always these are the clients we help and how we help them. It could be the people doing the work. So who are the people in your office? How are they like? And then it just gives you this feeling of like, I this is a this is a real company. I know who they are, what they're like. I can connect with them in a human level because you know who the actual humans in the company are. So often a lot of my social media content is, is not about my clients. It's not about social proof. It's just about me. So then other people can go, oh, I, I like this Francisco guy. He sounds like someone I can I can work with. And, and, and that's often what you're trying to do with, with stories is, is humanize the people doing the job. But a lot of that's going to come through your content, you know, on your blog or social media or whatever, not necessarily only on your website. Mm. Can you provide your insights, how you handle uh, social media? Uh, that means you share uh, your stories on posts uh, mm. because I got it. You have your story on uh, the main page on the LinkedIn. What about your post? Can you provide some storytelling style uh, to yeah. write stories on your post? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I typically share the vast majority of posts I have are, are, three or four different styles. So one of them, which is at the moment I've been doing on Mondays, is, is just a, is, is basically a story. It's a written story. And then the style is what I mentioned before, is I think, okay, I've got this thing that happened in my life. So for example, recently I had one where, where my daughter was trying to climb this weird like metal octopus for children, and she got stuck and she wanted me to go in there and get her out. And, and instead of doing that, I sort of coached her out of it. And I thought, you know, as, as soon as I helped her out of it, I thought, well, this is kind of what a coach does. You know, I, I convinced her that the problem wasn't so big. And then I made her 
believe in herself a little more. And then I gave her some tips for the first steps out of the problem. And then she did it herself. So I thought, okay, well, the point of this story is going to be about how this is what a coach does. Um, and then I just told the story. I found an interesting line of dialogue. I put it up there. Um, and then at the end of the story, I just concluded with sort of the point. I said, um, you know, the, being a parent and being a coach are not that difficult, uh, not that different. All we have to do is convince people that help people believe in themselves a little and then help them with the first steps and then the rest they can do themselves. Okay? Um, and, you know, and then I ask questions, something like, you know, what, what are what? You know, what coaches have you got in your life or something like that? And that was it. That was essentially the post. Okay. So on that's what I would normally try to do. I, I look at things that happen in my daily life and I think, is there a lesson here? Can I connect this lesson to business and can I connect this lesson to what I do? And if I can do those things, I'll just write the story and post it. Um, then I do videos most weeks and then same thing, but the only difference with the video is that I'm trying to find something that I am trying to find something that has a different flavor to it, if that makes sense. So, for example, the last one I did was about Ikea. And Ikea is something that a lot of people have had experience with. So if I can share an Ikea story, I know a lot of people are going to relate to that. So I have done before stories that had to do with Game of Thrones or with uh, Where's Wally or Where's Waldo, if your audience is in North America. I have done stories about having a LinkedIn stalker, right? So I'm just trying to find some different way to make it a little more interesting. But then it almost always ends up being a story about my life, you know, when or something to do with um, why uh, it's being in business sometimes. Looking for your ideal client is a little bit like a Where's Wally book or something like that. Right? So I just find a different flavor to it and then I just share a story and uh, this, this different flavor goes into the title of the video or the, the banners that I use when I post. Um, apart from that, what I always try to do is I try to look for a story for whatever I'm trying to say to people. So if, if I want to make a point about how in business a lot of great ideas don't get, go forward because people's communication is boring. Instead of just saying that, I'm going to look for some great ideas in any company that I know of that never got any traction because the people sharing those ideas, because they were boring, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to share a story when I was boring and couldn't convince my friends or my children or my wife to do something. And then I want to say something like, um, that you know the same challenge is happening in businesses every day like great ideas are not happening because people can't sell them and the reason they can't sell them is because they're boring how they fix that by telling more stories right so something like that i'm always going to find a story as an example and i find that for most people that makes their posts a lot more interesting if they can do it that way yeah got it valuable yeah, I think, uh, uh, by, the, by the way, uh, you remind me of my question, uh, how to provide A-B testing uh, with stories. Uh, because, you know, for example, when we are talking about some e-commerce pages, uh, uh, product pages, we can analyze. Uh, 
for example, to change some elements, text, and uh, to analyze can we sell more or not, uh, which format is to use. What about storytelling? Um, uh, some, if people have no experience to write their stories, uh, they start from scratch, but they need to craft their stories. Um, how to analyze, for example, uh, if they can write a few formats, <laughs> how they can yeah. test them? <laughs> Well, the, the one one obvious way to A/B test a story would be would be on something like a newsletter, right? So if you if you send if you use email marketing, it's pretty easy to just have half of your list getting a story based email and the ha and half of your list having you know whatever you would do normally, and then you can try okay, what well, is is the story getting more uh, open rates or or, or converting in any way more than the other posts. Now, if it is, it might just be that your other post was awful and the story is less awful. Um, and if it's not, that doesn't mean that the story doesn't work. It might just mean that it wasn't a good story or it wasn't told well. So you can you can either try with different stories where one of them, it's maybe a personal story and the other one is a more business type of story and you find that you get more uh, engagement or conversion from one or the other. Um, but you can't just test it with um, whatever you're trying to do that, have the story-based version and have the whatever other version you would have done. On a, on, a, on a landing page or something like that, it's a bit a bit harder, but you can just start the landing page with a story and then have all the other information you're going to have anyway, or you just remove the story. Now mm -hmm. again, there might the, it might be that the story makes the landing page too long, and people just at the at that point they just wanted the actual details. But you know, there are ways to A/B test a story. Um, I I tend to find that the vast majority of times that I've tried not A/B testing, but just doing a post without a story and then doing a very similar post with a story, the the story post always does better. Yeah, okay, Francisco, thanks for your time. Can you share how people can reach out to you, learn more about you? Sure. So my web, the easiest way to find me online is if you go to my website, which is storypowers.com. Um, and if you go on LinkedIn and you look for either my name, Francisco Mafus, or you put the hashtag storypowers, then you find me and you find all my all my posts there and I'm, I'm fairly active on linkedin so reach out i'm always happy to to meet new people there cool cool okay guys you can find francisco Mahus uh on uh the description below uh i'll submit all links to his website to his social media profile thanks a lot for your time it's valuable i've learned a lot and i'm going to use some of your insights yeah very valuable Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.